Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Well, let's our minds uh, drift away for a couple hours and forget about COVID-19 if we can and talk about some of your work. Uh, Superhuman, tell us about this film. Yeah, uh, Superhuman, The Invisible Made Visible is a documentary about the power of the human mind over matter, our physical reality and the physical body. In fact, it's, I think it's very timely because uh, it reminds us that we do have these powers. But what I tried to do in the film is not talk about it um, in theory, you know, because we've been hearing a lot uh, if you have a positive way of thinking, it's good for you, it's good for your health, and so on and so forth. Uh, so what I wanted to do in the film is not just talk about it. I wanted to demonstrate the actual measurable effect of the mind, of consciousness, on water, for example, on DNA, on a physical object, uh, how we can even be blindfolded and be able to retrain your brain to see. So, and I also brought on board, um, you know, prominent, you know, scientists, Mm -hmm. experts, because I wanted to take it to the next level of demonstrating on camera how this really works and that this is a real thing. Did you conclude that the brain has a lot to do with it, or is it outside of the brain? It's outside the brain. It is the consciousness that directs your intent to the brain that tells it to function in a certain way, to focus in a certain way, to project uh, its energy a certain way. So the brain on itself is really like a receiver. It needs that signal, and that signal comes from your consciousness, from your mind and your intention, definitely. Well, that's amazing work, too. And uh, some of the experts you brought in for Superhuman are uh, uh, dedicated people who really get this. Um, When we last talked uh, back in January, we... uh, went through a number of different things you've been working on. But since then, have you seen any changes that impacted uh, your work? Um, changes meaning... How you approach, how, how you approach like the superhuman documentary? No, I think it's, it's becoming, to me, it's more and more useful and practical and real. Uh, since I've finished the film, I'm realizing how important it is for people to just remember and just watch it and be empowered to just go out and do it and not worry about it, you know? So I've been actually teaching. We've been teaching everything that's in the film. Um, For example, we just did a class uh, online. We taught kids uh, how to see with the blindfolds on. And after two classes, they were able to read. They were able to do all kinds of things completely blindfolded. Uh, we also taught uh, online, you know, remote viewing, telekinesis, bend, spoon bending. Uh, so what I'm saying is it's now gone into the practical mode, applying everything that's in the film and realizing how important it is. And I'm hoping people will watch it and uh, have the same reaction as what the crew did. You know, when people, the crew was <laughs> watching, you know, the experiments happen. With, with their we mouths like, open, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and 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 like we'd have somebody uh, who had never done anything like this before, and we would teach them telekinesis in two hours and like moving paper <laughs> with their mind. So the crew would be like, "Wait, I want to learn this. You know, how do I do this?" So yeah, I think it's actually very practical. I'm very happy about that. Telekinesis, one of my favorite subjects, mind over matter, the ability of the mind to literally do things, move objects, and all kinds of things. What an incredible gift. Uh, do you, can you train people for this? Are they born with it? Where does it come from? I think everyone has the, the ability to, to learn these things. Uh, it's innate in us. But, of course, nobody teaches us uh, this in school, as you know. No. So you have to do, yeah, so you have to do a little bit of training. Now, when we teach children, it's so much easier, so much faster. You tell them, put the blindfolds on, uh, okay, what color paper do I have in my hand? And then just tell you. It's so bizarre. <laughs> you know, even even as we're teaching it, we still think it's bizarre, you know, because they just do it. But then when you teach an adult, you know, the, the mind chatter kicks in. Well, how am I supposed to see if I'm blindfolded and I don't know if I can do this? And, you know, all these blocks and subconscious thoughts come up to the surface and it takes much, much, much longer. So, but even with that, People are learning. Like I said, we just taught this class online, and people from all over were able to learn these things. So, um, yeah, it just takes a little bit of training. And so people ask, well, do you have to believe? I think you have to at least be open, you know, because, you know, because, I mean, if you, from the get-go, you don't see it. Like, what about the placebo effect, right? I mean, you have to have at least uh, an open mind to the subject for it to work. We've had uh, Uri Geller on the program a number of times, and uh, he has done some experiments, uh, Caroline, that are just unbelievable. I'll tell you about one in just a second. But what an amazing gift he has to bend spoons and things like that with his mind. He's, He's one of a kind, isn't he? Absolutely. And he's definitely the real deal. And so we just did the, in the class, we were teaching how to, you know, do the spoon bending. And, you know, it's a little bit of a process, but even from the very first time, you have to, it's, I think it's, it's a myth to think that you're just going to look at, like stare at the spoon and it's just going to bend. That's a little bit more in the movies or after many, many years of training. So you have to kind of just get used to the idea and start first by you know using both hands but you will feel the metal, the metal literally you know kind of melt you know it's unbelievable so even though you're using your hands in the beginning you feel the metal become so soft that it melts and then you can do it with with one hand and then gradually you you know what i mean so you kind of work your way up to where uri was i mean he was unbelievable. This oh, he, he still is. As a matter of fact, when he was on with us years ago, Caroline, and he was just on with me uh, several months ago, but years ago when he was on, one of our experiments was he wanted people who had watches that had stopped and clocks that had stopped, either the batteries or something happened, and he said, hold it up to the radio. And then he would say and have people say, run, run, run. Run. Then he said, email George your results. I get these emails from hundreds of people saying, my watch that hasn't run in six years is now ticking. 
my wow. clock that has been broken. It was, and it was just amazing. But the funny part about all this was years later, we rerun our programs on weekends and stuff, best of shows and stuff like that. And we ran an Uri Geller show with me. And uh, all of a sudden, the following Monday, I'm getting all these emails from people telling me my watch is working, my clock's going. And this is after a couple years ago. Now, you know, I see the shows, but I don't remember everything that's been on every show, but the hundreds of shows I do every year. So I'm saying, what, what's this all about? Then it dawned on me, oh, my, we had Uri Geller's show on where he talked about the. So it worked again, even on tape when he wasn't live, but when he was saying it on, 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 on the tape recording of the show, it still worked. Isn't that amazing? It, I, and I totally believe it. I've recorded sessions on addiction because I do, you know, the energy healing and it's a reprogramming and things like that. I, so these tapes are, again, are like from 10 years ago. And people buy them on the library from my website. And they have the exact same effect. I get emails now from people who say, I just did your meditation, your class on addiction, and I just stopped uh, drinking after 20 years or I stopped smoking. You know, it's like crazy, like what? <laughs> so this stuff works because it's already, it's in the unified field, it's in the ether, it's, there's no time space. It just is, you know, it's a, it's a probability that always exists. And so you just have to tap into it. doesn't matter when or where. That's incredible. Give us an example or two of some people in the documentary who practiced telekinesis and what they did. Yeah. So we invited uh, one of the cast members. Her, na- her name is Rachel Brooks-Smith. And uh, she had never done anything like this before. And so she came to uh, where we were, to the set, and we taught her telekinesis. On that day, we were moving a piece of paper and foil. Um, And so she just, like, learned it in two hours, and all of a sudden it started to move. (laughs) Actually, it was was moving faster than, you know, than anybody's... (laughs) you know, who was trying at the same time. It was unbelievable. And so, and we noticed that the more, it was it was really bizarre because she was just saying like how she had to shift her energy, get herself in a higher state of awareness. And then she said, it's kind of funny because I just want to say to this piece of paper, I want to say, I love you, love, love. And the minute she says love, I swear, George, she, it, this paper started to rotate like crazy. It was so bizarre. And so, and it was turning like 360 degrees. Jeez. It would stop and then turn, change direction and turn the other way. I mean, it was unbelievable. Did it shock you? Yes. It shocked me how quickly she was able to do it and how um, at, like how spot on it was. The second she said the word love, it started to move. It was totally still for like, you know, 10 minutes or something. So that is really, really remarkable, I thought. Is so, there some uh, kind of energy force? What's actually doing the physical alteration that's happening with this? 
Yeah, that's a great question because we keep asking, okay, is it the heat? Is it the air? Is it this? Because as you know, first we move the piece of paper, there's nothing around it, then we put a piece of glass around it, then we put two glass bowls around it, then we do it completely sealed. Then I did it, we did it uh, with a vacuum, so, you know, like a Faraday cage, so it's impossible to have any sort of electromagnetic, any sort of electricity, nothing inside the container and still we were able to move it which tells us that the consciousness is not um is 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 interacting with or creating from i mean it's going to sound totally crazy but <laughs> but that's my theory because there is nothing there's no air um inside the container there's no electromagnetics or anything like that so I feel like the consciousness is capable of creating these molecules and enhancing them to the point, for example, um, shifting the temperature so that when you turn on the, I mean, when you rise the, raise the temperature, then the object is going to move. I mean, so so you're still using the laws of thermodynamics, but it's your mind that is doing that. Does that make sense? You're yes, not it heating is. it. You're not heating it. You're not touching it, uh, but you're still using the air molecules that heat up to move the object with your mind. What is consciousness, in your opinion? Consciousness is if the fundamental substance of all existence. It permeates everything. It is really the the base of all that is. And so it manifests in different forms. So it manifests as intelligent life. So you and I are a form of consciousness. But even to me, uh, animals are a form of consciousness. Plants are another form of consciousness. Even physical objects are a form of consciousness. Of course, they're not the same consciousness as you and I, but they still carry a certain... Um, again, I have a hard time saying uh, awareness because it's a human word, and that's not exactly it. It's very difficult to to describe. But it's still a form of energy that holds information. And so your consciousness is interacting with the information of that physical object. It's amazing how it works, though, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's mind-blowing. I mean, so just um, as you were talking about Uri Geller, like the very first time I did this with scientists, um, so they were in the Bay Area. I was in Los Angeles, and we were just trying it out like we had never done this before. And um, I was interacting with um, their machines, and every single machine got affected. Um, There was a thermal um, machine there was an electronic machine, an electronic device, an electrical device. They all started to, you know, freak out, you know, the minute we started to influence them at a distance. And just for people who are listening, the way we do this is, of course, we create a baseline for a long time before we start the experiment to make sure that it is the influence of the intent of the person. It's not just a coincidence. And we do it over and over and over. That's how we know that it is the intention that just interacted with this electronic device and got it to shift, to increase, or 
you know, or turn off or whatever it is that we're trying to do. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.